Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a sports fan. And if you're into sports history, you need to check out newspapers.com. At newspapers.com, you can get access to over 640 million pages worth of news from the U.S., Canada, England, Scotland, Ireland, and more, dating back from 1798. Get a free one-week subscription to newspapers.com by visiting sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. And with a paid subscription, you'll also be helping to support the production of this and other Sports History Network shows. That's sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. The 1972-73 Miami Dolphins may have had the best two-year run in NFL history. 32 wins and only two losses with two Super Bowl victories. And the two-loss 1973 Dolphins may have been even better than the undefeated 1972 team. The Miami Dolphins' quest for perfection began on January 16, 1972. Miami suffered a humiliating loss that day, 24-3 to the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl VI. The Dolphins were never in the game giving up 252 yards rushing while gaining just 80 yards on the ground. But rather than getting down, the Dolphins used that game as a building block. Don Shula's leadership was the key. Shula took over a Dolphins team that hadn't experienced success. Miami joined the AFL in 1966, and the Dolphins were 15 39-2 and two in four seasons before Shula came to town. Meanwhile, Shula was in Baltimore, where he coached the Colts to an impressive seven-year record of 71 wins, 23 losses, and four ties in the regular season. But Shula's postseason record was different. He was 0-3. for 3. He lost to the Cleveland Browns in the 1964 NFL Championship and again to the Green Bay Packers in a 1965 playoff game. But his worst defeat came in history-making Super Bowl III. The NFL's Colts lost that game 16-7 to a heavy underdog, Joe Namath and the AFL's New York Jets. Moving to Miami gave Shula some life, and he took advantage of it. The Dolphins went from 3-10 and ten with one tie in 1969 to 10 wins and four losses 
and the NFL playoffs in 1970. The turnaround ended there, though. The Dolphins lost in their first playoff appearance under Shula to the Oakland Raiders, 21-14. The Dolphins bounced back in 1971. A 10-3-1 record got them back in the playoffs, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-24, on Christmas Day in a memorable double overtime game. Then the following week, Miami beat the defending Super Bowl champion Baltimore Colts 21-0 to win the AFC Championship. Shula had accomplished the improbable, taking the 1971 Dolphins to the Super Bowl in only a second season in Miami. But that's when Miami suffered the humiliating defeat to Dallas that I spoke about at the beginning of this podcast. So it was back to the drawing board once again. This time, though, Shula and his players not only wanted to get back to the Super Bowl, they wanted to win it. And that's exactly what they did in 1972. But the big story that year was something else. Miami was the first and is still the only team in NFL history to go undefeated. With such a history-making season, you can understand why so much has been written and discussed about those 1972 Miami Dolphins. But the greatness of those Miami Dolphins can't be measured by the 1972 team alone. When combined with the outcome of the 1973 season, the Dolphins may have had the best two-year run in NFL history. In those two years, Miami went a combined 32-2 and and won two Super Bowls. The Dolphins outscored opponents 865 to 382 and had five shutouts. The problem, though, is that Miami's excellence in 73 gets lost in the hoopla about the undefeated 72 squad. And here's the kicker. The two-loss 73 Dolphins may have been better than the 1972 team. I've heard Don Shula and several former players say the same. Just how good was Miami in 73? Let's do an analysis. Then I'll draw a conclusion. In comparative terms, Miami faced tougher competition in 73 than the 72 team. Excluding games that the competition played against the Dolphins, Miami's regular season opponents went 89-89 and overall in 1973. Miami's regular season opponents went 70 and 108 overall in 1972. That's a big difference. And during the 73 regular season, the Dolphins played six teams with winning records, with three of those teams making the playoffs. The 1972 team, Miami played only two teams with winning records, and neither team made the playoffs. In 73, the Dolphins didn't allow a touchdown in six games, two which were shutouts. Overall, including three playoff games, the Dolphins allowed just 173 points, or 10 points a game. 
The undefeated 72 Dolphins had three shutouts, but they were all against bottom feeders. Two were against the 5-9 and nine Baltimore Colts. The other was against the 3-11 and 11 New England Patriots. Opponents' offenses scored 21 or more points three times against the 72 Dolphins. Yes, the 73 Dolphins lost two games, but each loss was circumstantial. One loss was to the 4-10 and 10 Colts in Week 13 after Miami had already clinched a playoff spot. The other loss, 12-7 to the Raiders, came in Week 2. Miami avenged that defeat in the AFC Championship game. What about postseason comparisons? The 1972 team struggled to beat the Cleveland Browns in its first playoff game. The Dolphins were down 14-13 late in the fourth quarter before Jim Kick scored a touchdown to win the game, 20-14. A week later, Miami barely got by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship game. The Dolphins trailed 17-14, before a fake punt set them up for the win, 21-17. It was more of the same in the Super Bowl, a 14-7 win over the Washington Redskins. The 73 Dolphins traveled a different path. They breezed through the postseason. It began with a 31-16 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals and continued with a 27-10 win over the Raiders. The Dolphins' running game was so overpowering against Oakland, 266 yards on 53 carries, that Bob Greasy threw just six passes the entire game, and just one pass in the second half. Then the Dolphins dominated the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl, winning 24-7. The Dolphins ran the ball down the throat of the Vikings' famed Purple People Eaters, rushing for 196 yards on 53 carries. Bob Greasy threw the ball just seven times. The bottom line? Both teams were great but I'd give the edge to the 73 team. What do you think? Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, Here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.